The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a quick Smart Moves treat. It's time for Marcia's Musings. A tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Do you suffer from the number one entrepreneur disease? According to one of my recent guests, Lynn O'Neill, that disease is the failure to delegate certain tasks or outsource certain functions. As one coaching client said to me, I know, Marsha, I should delegate, but I can do it faster. My employee, I'm sure, won't be able to get it done on time. He's bound to make some mistakes. These are things I've been hearing frequently from overworked, stressed-out business folks. I jokingly mentioned in a recent presentation, if there was something in the air that's causing this outbreak of, I must do it myself if it's going to get done right. Entrepreneurs who are reluctant to delegate, can usually come up what they consider logical explanations for their stand. But these explanations are based on fears of letting go and of losing control. When they don't realize is that while they're busy doing it all themselves, they're falling further behind. So here are three tips to increase your comfort with delegation, which in turn will increase your time to spend on growing your business. First, just don't dump it on the first person you see. Rather, select the right person. Make sure she has the time, the skills, and the resources to take on the task. If you delegate it to the wrong or wrongly equipped talent, they will fail. However, if you delegate to the right talent with the right support, they will more likely succeed. Number two, set clear goals and expectations. Take the time to explain the what, the why, the when, the who, and the where, and the amount of authority that person has, what she can decide, and what you must decide as a manager. You must leave the how to her if she's experienced or ask how she might go about handling the task so you can identify any missteps right from the start. And number three, don't just drop it. Request regular updates or progress reports, especially if it's a large or new assignment. This is another way you can catch problems or mistakes early and provide assistance when necessary. This will also reassure you that things are going as planned. So here's your smart moves tip. Delegation is about more than just taking work from you and giving it to someone else. It's about getting work done in the most efficient manner, using the resources you have available. And sometimes a staff person can actually get better results than you. 
As one successful entrepreneur said to me recently, quote, most businesses of entrepreneurs fail because they make the assumption that they are good at everything. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I really good at and what do I suck at? Because you don't want to spend any of your time doing things you suck at. Now, listeners, those were his words. So if you would like more information about delegation, contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, as part of the Business Edge series on the entrepreneur's journey, the topic of today's show is married entrepreneurs make a perfect pair. Business partners often joke that they're married to one another. What happens when you are actually married to your business partner? Husband and wife Jeremy and Lila Stewart launched flip-flop brand Hari Mari two years ago. They knew that combining home life and work life could be fraught with landmines. But just as there are horror stories, there are also successful companies who have built household brands together. Through some missteps, the Stewarts learned to navigate the challenges of working as husband and wife entrepreneurs and find balance between their personal and professional lives. Jeremy and Lila, I'm delighted to have you on the show. Thanks for having us, Marcia. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Marcia. We're excited to be here with you. Great. Well, let's start with you, Jeremy. Um, tell the listeners about Hari Mari. Sure. Uh, well, Hari Mari, uh, in its simplest form, came about because we saw uh, uh, just an unmet need for colorful and comfortable flip-flops at a premium level. We, uh, my wife and I had spent quite a, quite a deal of time uh, overseas, and uh, we're coming back to the States after about four years of living abroad, uh, and we're searching for that next pair of, of flip-flops and just noticed that the pairs that were available when we got back were the exact same as they were when we left. There had been no innovation. There had been no uh, color uh, introduced to the, to the lines. And we just thought, um, you know, maybe we could do better. And uh, so when we got back to the States, uh, that became our next uh, project. And we, uh, we took it on with, with quite a bit of vigor. Um, yes. And, um, you know, uh, Lila, um, maybe you could expand on that a bit and then also talk about why did you start this company? What was the, you know, what was the impetus? And I'm, I, cause you and I've talked and I think it's more than just uh, meeting unmet needs. So tell the, the listeners a bit about that, the motivation behind it. So Jeremy and I had a, a really cool opportunity back in 2007 to move to Jakarta, Indonesia. And Jeremy was working on several different projects, one of which that was kind of nearest and dearest to his heart was a documentary film about malnutrition in Southeast Asia, specifically how it affected children. I got on the executive board for the American Women's Association while we were there and spent my time helping kids in orphanages in and around Jakarta. And so part of what uh, really inspired us to have the philanthropic side of our business was the fact that we wanted to do something to help children. After having that kind of an experience in a country where, you know, families live on less than a dollar a day, there's no access to health care, it really created a desire in us to, to want to make a difference but help children, but do it here in the United States. So in addition to, you know, seeing a, a void and, and the flip-flop market, um, we also wanted to combine our passion for helping children and our experiences in Indonesia into what we've done with Hari Mari, which is why we have the philanthropic portion of our business. Okay. And can you talk a little more about that philanthropic part of the business? What does it actually entail? Sure. Well, we were, um, like Lila said, once we had identified that we wanted to help kids in the U.S., um, you know, our next point of, of research really came to, to how could we help best and where would our help be most needed. 
so we, we did uh, quite a bit of research on our end, and um, we're really shocked to discover that pediatric cancer is the most fatal disease among all childhood, childhood diseases. In fact, it's, it's more fatal than all other childhood diseases combined. And so um, we knew immediately that that would be our area of focus, and it just clicked from there. So specifically, um, we chose to, to help kids and families who can't afford treatment uh, for, for battling cancer. And, uh, and we partnered with hospitals, and we started with, with our first hospital in the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area called Cook Children's. Uh, and we specifically partnered with, with that hospital because they don't turn away families based on uh, financial capability. And so uh, our charity, our back end, sees $3 from every pair of our flip-flops purchased going to help um, su- supplement and support basically those, those families uh, who can't afford treatment on their own. Okay. So let's uh, get let's get more into your um, you know the business end. And you started um, how how many years ago did you start the business? It's fairly new, isn't it? It is. We we moved back from Indonesia in two thousand and nine. We did about two years of of research and development um, between buying all of our favorite pairs of flip flops, everything we liked about the certain brands, uh, and and we basically sat down and dissected all these different flip flops, and uh, and really took time to to make sure we got it right in terms of not only the materials we'd use, but how they would be constructed, where we would manufacture them. Um, and then we finally um, launched the business in 2012, uh, in the spring of 2012. So, uh, so it's been, uh, you know, we're in our third year now, but, uh, but it's, it's, for us it's been a little bit longer of a journey just because of, of the research and development phase at the front end. Right. So as we, we just have a couple of minutes more before our break, but let's go into uh, what were some of the challenges Either you're facing today, or when you've, you know, when you were trying to get it off the ground. Uh, let's start with, um, you know, everyone has an idea for a startup, and you've done the research. So that, so what's next after that? What was that challenge for you after that? And if you can talk a little bit about that. Well, I would say in, in the beginning, our challenge was um, getting product into stores. So the flip-flop market is it's, it's pretty saturated, and there are a lot of people out there who are very brand loyal. And um, so I, I would say in the beginning, and, and it still is, and it will continue to be, at, you know, for a few more years until we become more of a national brand, but it's, it's getting our foot in the door with, with retailers who are, you know, used to buying from, from certain flip-flop companies and aren't necessarily open to trying a new brand. So in the beginning, once we had product in hand and our flip-flops had arrived, and um, I literally got in my car, I put my samples in the back of the car and, and got on the road um, with Hari Mari and, and really just kind of hit the pavement and went into doors and talked to people and, um, you know, try, tell, tell them about a brand. And, um, and we were fortunate enough by the end of our first summer, within four months of, of launching, um, fortunate enough to get Hari Mari's into about 50 accounts across 12 states. Um, so that, that was definitely a challenge in the beginning. Um, and like I said, it, it will continue to be. And that's just uh, the sales side of things. I'm sure Jeremy would like to chime in and talk about maybe some challenges that he faced because he handles a different portion of our business. Well, if we can hold that point, Jeremy, because it is going to be time for a short break. And uh, this is uh, Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. My guest today is Lila and Jeremy Stewart, uh, giving insights into building their business, Hari Mari, as a husband and wife team. And when we come back, Jeremy is going to be talking about the challenges from his perspective. So stay tuned.
Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. It's a sad fact that fraud is rampant in today's business environment. The headlines scream about once prestigious organizations falling victim to or crumbling due to the consequences of fraud. How do you keep fraud from affecting you and your business? Tune in to Fraud Talk with host Chris Marquet. Chris has over 30 years of fraud investigation experience, business intelligence, and is a renowned security consultant. Chris and his guests will inform you and help keep you from being the next statistic of fraud. Tune in Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. My guests are Lila and Jeremy Stewart, and they are giving us insights into and telling us their story of how to um, their startup of uh, Harimari and what it's like to work as a husband and wife team. And when we were at the end of the first segment, uh, Lila was telling us some of the challenges in terms of the sales of a startup. Now Jer- now we're going to go to Jeremy, and he's going to tell us some of the challenges from the operations point of view in terms of the startup and then where they are now. So, Jeremy, uh, talk a bit about that, okay? Sure, yeah. We, uh, we knew coming into this, um, just looking uh, at the flip-flop industry and sandal industry as a whole, it's a $20 billion a year industry globally. It's a $7 billion a year industry here in the U.S. And, uh, and you know, 98% of all the, the flip-flop companies in the U.S. are based in California. And so uh, in, inherently, our, part of our challenge just from the get-go was convincing people that uh, a Texas-based based flip-flop company could, could basically compete with the, the big boys. Um, and so, um, and that it not only starts with uh, creating a great brand, but starts really with the product itself. And so, I'd say, you know, part of our biggest challenge from the from the beginning was just uh, not only uh, design and um, and being able to assemble materials and colors, but really uh, finding a great outfit to to produce our flip flops to make sure we're getting a quality product into the hands of our customers. So, I'd say, you know, a good five to six months was spent. Just researching uh, manufacturers and and really visiting each one that we had considered, uh, so that we were sure we got the the, the best possible um, uh, relationship there to to produce our flip flops. And then I think from from there we it's just a, a quick segue into um, into you know where do you start? Uh, Lila, we knew would always start uh, in terms of sales uh, in the wholesale channels. Uh, so she was on stores and visiting stores and and selling our flip flops into there. But really, we knew that, uh, like all uh, emerging brands, we needed a great online component. And so, um, you know, when we started this company, uh, Lyle and I uh, partnered with our, our childhood friend, John Veach, who, um, who we've known since, you know, the fifth grade. And, um, and having him on, on board as part of our advertising and marketing um, uh, arm and really heading that up uh, in our interactive arm allowed us to then create a new channel of sales on our, our website. And, um, and so it's really about merging 
the, the capabilities of wholesale channels and direct channels uh, with a great product and marrying those three things together in such a way that it's a, a really well-orchestrated dance. Right. So have you taken us up to the present now of some of the challenges or um, have you covered that? You know, <laughs> are we at the point where you are today? In terms Unfortunately, of I don't think your show, Marsha, is, is long enough to, <laughs> to really outline all of the challenges uh, we have. But but uh, no, I'd say, you know, our, our biggest challenges have, have shifted. Uh, you know, our, our challenge today is that the three of us as, as partners, we, you know, it's, it's, you know, we have one married uh, couple and we called, you know, our, our third partner, John, our, our, you know, our other uh, spouse. Uh, we've, you know, it's almost like we've, we've reached our ceiling in terms of what the three of us can, can do uh, in, a, in a day's time. And so what you were saying, your, your point at the beginning of the, the program was really uh, spot on and, and, it, and it definitely resonated with us uh, because now we're getting to the point where although we are, all control freaks, uh, unquestionably, uh, we are needing to delegate and getting to that point where we're, we're trying to delegate more. And so I think, I think our, our challenge is now focus more uh, on people and on building our organization in, in the correct way so that we can focus on, uh, you know, the 30,000-foot picture of our business versus, you know, the five-foot picture uh, from, from an aerial perspective is where we are kind of right now. Well, I think that's it. You said it beautifully because you've gone from a startup to a growing company. And yes, now people are going to be a real focus for you. But at this point, let's get back to where you are today. And, you know, I said, not only are we learning, not only your business partners, but you are marriage partners. Um so there must be some challenges in that, uh, you know, uh, some couples can work very well together and some couples can't. Uh, so let's start with you, Lila. Can you give uh, a few of the challenges that you've had as a husband and wife team and how you're able to resolve them? Well, it's, it's, it's been fun uh, doing this with Jeremy, and, and it's been an exciting journey, and um, I always tell people that there isn't anyone else that I would rather do it with. However, yes, it has come with its challenges, and I think that one of the things that we learned um, from, from the get-go, from the start, is that we've got to treat each other as, as professionals when we're in the office. And anything that's, that's personal needs to stay at home and, and, and vice versa. When we go home at night, try it as best we can to turn off, you know, the work button and turn on, you know, the personal aspect uh, of our lives. And it's a challenge and, and we're not, we're not, we haven't mastered it, but we certainly, you know, are working towards that and, and getting better and, um, in, in addition to that, we have, you know, obviously when you're married to someone, there's kind of, there's not, there's not much of a filter there with what, what you would say and um, to, to your spouse. And we've also found that, um, you know, again, we've got to keep professional at the office. And, and so that's what we're attempting to do. <laughs> and let me hear from you, Jeremy, what have been some of the challenges of working together as a married couple and then as a professional couple? Uh, I, I think that the, the largest or one of the largest challenges is um, is just being able to communicate in a way that you're supporting it and enabling your your spouse um, instead of your first natural instinct might be <laughs> to uh, to be critical uh, just because um, of, of that um, openness you're used to in your in your marriage. Um, so I think that that's a really key key challenge that we we try to to, to work on. But uh, but outside of that, I mean, I, I think that it's uh, it's almost more difficult sometimes on the personal side, um, outside of the office, in turning work off. Um, and, and to us, that's that's probably a really big challenge that we continue to fight every day. Not fight between us, but just uh, battle in terms of we've got to shut our our work life off at some point and and get back to to our marriage and to our family. Uh, we have a two-year-old daughter, so we you know, obviously enjoy spending a great deal of time with her. And so it's important to us not to let business always consume our lives, e even in the startup phase, because um, it's certainly it's, uh, not healthy to, to uh, think things through 24 hours a day and, and certainly not healthy to, to be able to go home and talk about business, so, even though you can, all night with your, with your spouse. So 
that's that's part of the the challenge I see. Right. Uh, you know, there are some political cu- couples, which will name nameless, who do do that. I mean, they have to talk about all, you know, all the time they're talking about politics. And sure. that can be great, but it also can be uh, detrimental. So, um, you know, one other question, uh, because, um, you know, there, there's three of you in the office, and I know I hadn't talked to you about this, but how does that work? Where you have, you know, you have a married couple and you have a good friend. Um, have you worked that out as to, you know, who who does what and who has final say and things like that? I think we are incredibly fortunate because our three principals have completely different skill sets from one another, and so we have a, a very defined. Each, all three of us have very defined roles within the company, and, and fortunately for for Jeremy and I as well, our, our skill sets are totally opposite, but they're, they're they complement one another. Um, so you know, Jeremy's operations and, and, and manufacturing and kind of you know overall um, you know kind of I guess ringleader you could say, and mm-hmm. um, John handles all of our marketing and social media. And, um, you know, has self-taught himself how to design our website. And he's incredibly talented. And I handle sales and, and the PR side of the business. So we've all got kind of set roles within the company. And then, again, like I said, we're fortunate that we have three principles that um, can kind of touch, touch upon three huge, you know, incredibly important aspects of, of running a business. I'm just wondering, because we just have a couple minutes left. And, you know, is do you think – Having you, you mentioned that you grew up together, so that you really know each other very well. Do you think that's an asset or a liability in your business right now? I think it's a huge asset. I mean, it, one thing you, any small business or entrepreneur knows that it's always like being in a foxhole, um, where you feel like you're taking on you know four different fronts at, at once. And uh, so, having people you trust and that um, and that you care about and that you want to see succeed professionally and personally in that foxhole with you is incredibly important. And so, um, having for us, um, you know, having a third partner um, that uh, you know can not only um, oversee a completely different side of the business from what Lila does and what I do, but also there to, to you know obviously serve as a buffer sometimes when when things do get a little bit tense between a, uh, Lila and myself or when it's, um, you know, married couples squaring off, uh, you know, he's always there to, to ease the, the, the tension. Um, so I think it's incredibly helpful. And, and also too, I mean, having two, uh, partners who you can bounce ideas off of, uh, and serve as litmus tests for ideas, um, is, is super helpful. Uh, I think that, you know, isolation as a sole business owner, as a sole, uh, entrepreneur, must be pretty lonely. Uh, I can't imagine trying to do this without having, you know, the good counsel and guidance um, of two other people, and I think that they probably feel the same way. And uh, do you agree, um, Lila, Lila, about it, that, that it works quite well, the three of you? Yeah, it's, it's a nice balance. It's a um, nice balance. And- well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break. Um, this is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach, and when we return... Uh, we'll hear Lila and Jeremy Stewart continue their entrepreneurial jury as husband and wife team, and they're going to get into, you know, uh, what are the uh, bright spots in starting a business? Because we did talk about the challenges. Now what do they find satisfying? And, of course, the lessons learned. So stay tuned. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moose Coach. My guests today are Lila and Jeremy Stewart, uh, giving us insights into building their business Harimari as a husband and wife team. And so we've we've talked about the various challenges of a startup and now of a growing business. And I'm sure there are bright and, you know, what it's like to work as a married couple and even what it's like to work with uh, three partners. So let's move it to uh, the positives of what you're doing. What are the bright spots in starting a business and what do you feel most satisfying? And Jeremy, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think for us, the the most satisfying part of this business um, is our philanthropy. Um, And we mentioned it at the top of the the program, that we give $3 back for every pair of flip-flops we sell, every pair of Harimaris that's sold um, to help support kids and families uh, who are battling pediatric cancer. And, And to know at the end of the day that we're not just making a trivial piece of footwear uh, but something that's of high quality um, and value and that also is helping a lot of great and brave kids along the way is um, easily the most satisfying part of, of this business uh, for me, at least. And, uh, Lila, what would be the most satisfying for you? Well, I would definitely agree with Jeremy and um, that our, it's, without a doubt, our philanthropy. After experiencing and witnessing the things that we did while living in Indonesia, it's really nice to come back from that and say that, um, albeit here in the States and it's not there, that we're doing something that, that gives back. And that, that's really important. And, and to take it a step further, um, I would also say that it's been really rewarding having something that's ours, having something that, you know, we've worked really hard for and, um, and you know, that can't be taken away from us and it's ours. Right. And I think this is what drives many entrepreneurs, that they want something that they can look at and say, I, through my efforts, this is what I've accomplished and it's mine. And the other point you made that I thought was really, really good was that, yes, some people could say, oh, you're making flip-flops, you know, that's just another consumer product. But it's more than that. It is a unique product, and you're also giving back to society. So here's where you meld business and social responsibility and hopefully profitability at this point. Um, So, you know, we're at the point now of um, looking at uh, lessons learned, and we have quite a bit of time to talk about that. So who would like to start? I'd like to hear from both of you um, in terms of what you can tell our listeners. Someone who is maybe contemplating starting a business or started a business or um, wants, you know, who, that, what you've learned from your experience to help others. So who would like sure. to start that? Sure, I, I can start. Mm-hmm. I think from a very practical, you know, I'm, I'm more the kind of dollars and cents um, uh, person in our, in our relationship, I guess. 
And uh, <clears throat> just from a practical standpoint, I think that any entrepreneur um, needs to to really budget about twice the money and twice the time that they, <laughs> that they think it might take to start a business uh, uh, to actually get it started. Um, yeah, I think that you, oftentimes you become so close to your product or your the service you intend to offer that you have these very um, aggrandized um, uh, visions of, of how it's going to launch uh, and it's going to be an immediate success out of the gate and, uh, you know, take the world by storm. And it, it just never works like that. I mean, it, for us, this is, you know, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And and we certainly have learned that in, the you know, our, our three years uh, since starting. And so, you know, to any entrepreneur uh, who's about to start a business, I think the most important piece of advice is just to, to plan like that, plan accordingly. And if, and if uh, you know, you, you are able to, to catch lightning in a bottle, fantastic. But I think the reality is that that's such a small percentage of, uh, percentage of businesses that, that actually are able to do that, that it, it makes more sense to, to just be more prudent and, and realistic about your own, um, you know, your own business and, and how it's going to launch. Uh, so that you can prepare for it. And I think that pre- preparation and basically looking forward and not looking back uh, too often is, is probably one of the, the best, uh, you know, anecdotes you can relate to anybody else who's starting a business. Right. And, and um, the couple points that I, I think are important is um, – uh, don't don't expect it to success, right? It may yeah. happen, but most likely it's not. And I've also, having interviewed other entrepreneurs and no entrepreneurs, um, they've had several failures before yeah. their business took off. And so let me just, I want to get to uh, Lila in terms of lessons learned, but just out of curiosity, um, Jeremy, is this the first business that you have started or no. have you started other businesses? No, I, I had started, I co-founded an advertising and, and film production firm uh, in Southeast Asia previous to this. Um, so this is the, the second business, but, uh, but certainly the first involving footwear or inventory. Um, so, it, so in many ways, it's very new, and we're all learning this, this new area of, of footwear and, and apparel together. Um, so it's, it's fun in that regard. And and. and- and again, another point that you made was um, to, to it's the financial part. Every you know, yeah. as you said, have twice as much money and twice as much time. Um, I think m- many underestimate both of those. Um, Absolutely. Yes, go ahead. And my curiosity is: Did you have a business plan for this and a financial plan for this business? We did, we did. But <laughs> the funny thing about business plans is uh, you never actually know how they're going to work out until you actually start the business, and uh, and they oftentimes end up uh, you know turning 180 degrees on you. So yeah, we actually we had several business and financial plans heading into this business. Uh, we were fortunate enough from the get-go that we um, were able to, to bootstrap much of this, uh, the you know, the first year of our business on our own, um, and be able to show uh, that we uh, had created a product that had traction and had uh, was uh, had sellability, um, something that there was a market demand for. And and after that first year, we were then able to basically use those successes and and those um, those little battles won, to then go out and and raise money from friends and family, and so um, so I would say that it, while we had a business plan and we had a, a pretty good idea, we thought at the time of what we wanted to do, is that really um, when you start the business. Uh, you're more so at the whim of, of what uh, opportunity brings you. And, um, and so we see those opportunities and, um, you know, where they've come available. And now our business looks very different. I mean, just to give you one example, Marsha, sure. when we first started this business, we thought perhaps that we might be an online-only flip-flop company uh, and sell just through our online store. And, um, and after doing a little bit of focus grouping just before the launch of our business and, and really talking to friends and family members and people who buy flip-flops and shoes all the time, we realized very quickly that people want to see, touch, feel, and try on footwear before they make their first purchase. And so very quickly, that idea of having this great web-based business, uh, uh, that being the sole component, was, you know, we knew that was not realistic. And, and from there, we really shot out, and Lila shot out to, to you know, reach out to stores. 
And so, Lila, let's come back to you now. Uh, What are some lessons learned uh, that you would like to tell the the entrepreneurs and and business uh, owners um, so that they can have a more successful business? Well, back to what Jeremy said earlier about um, delegating and um, working on your team, I I always go back to a core belief of mine, which is if you don't, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Um, which is tough because when you're growing a business, you know you get to a point where there's only so much you can do in one day. But at the same time, um, I've made mistakes in the past on on relying on other people to do certain things within Harimari, and they're just not going to do it the way that Jeremy or John or myself would because they may not care about it as much as we do. And um, you know, I think that it's the amount of energy and time and, and passion entrepreneurs put into their companies is hugely important. And, um, you know, there are many times when you try and delegate and it, it doesn't work out. And at the end of the day, I'm just a core believer in if something needs to be done right, you know, we, we do it. Okay. Um, and, you know, um, I think just, you, you have Marcia. the same belief as many entrepreneurs. Um, and I'll just pitch uh, in uh, another thought, uh, uh, coming from my background as a business coach and management uh, consultant, that it's that it's really, do you have the right people to delegate to? I mean, at some point, you're not going to be able to do everything. So start right. thinking about, you know, who did you delegate to? And maybe they were the not the right people. Uh, and then to also decide what you're going to hold on to. There may be things you want to hold on to. I understand that <laughs> because, um, because I tend to want to hold on to lots of stuff. But then there are other things I just say, wow, you know, I'm going to let go. Um, anything else, you know, lessons learned, uh, Lila, that you would like to talk about? We have about two minutes left, so. Mm, this, one's, this one's short and sweet, but I would say celebrate your successes along the way. Don't get too caught up in, in what needs to be done in your to-do list, but be sure and take the time to celebrate, you know, exciting aspects of your business and new doors opened and um, whatever that may be, but be sure and, and take, a, take the time to, to celebrate those. Yeah, and, and to, to piggyback on what Lila was saying, we opened our very first uh, wholesale account, our very first retail store in April of 2012. We're now close to 300 doors across 36 U.S. states, Canada, Japan, the Bahamas. Um, and, you know, oftentimes we don't let ourselves, um, you know, congratulate each other on, on the, the job well done thus far because we're so busy looking ahead. But really, it's important to, to take time to 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 acknowledge some of those successes. I definitely agree with you. I think celebrations are great, and we all should have more celebrations in our life. Well, at this point, it's time for a short break on the business edge. Uh, This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach, and when we return, uh, Lila and Jeremy are going to talk about how, first of all, a couple of key points they want to get across, you know, what if if you were to leave the show, uh, what is it that you're leaving with? Some key ideas, and then also how to contact them because they have a wonderful story, and you may want to buy some of their uh, flip flops. So stay tuned. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. 
there's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moose Coach. My guests today have been a wonderful, interesting married couple, Lila and Jeremy Stewart, giving insights into building their business, Hari Mari, and the, both the challenges and the joys of doing that. And so uh, we've talked a lot, of, a, a, a lot about different things, but uh, Jeremy, what would be the one or two things you would want listeners to remember? And it could be about the business, running a business, a startup of a business, or it could be about working together as a married couple. Yeah, sure. I think um, it, in its simplest form, I think that finding something you're passionate about is really important uh, for us. We were passionate uh, both about making a great flip-flop uh, for, you know, the flip-flop enthusiast, and we were also passionate about helping kids. And we were very fortunate to be able to, to marry those two passions together to start Hari Mari. Uh, second, I think, uh, just going back to the idea of uh, anticipating it's going to, to take longer and be more costly to start a company than uh, you would um, anticipate uh, to start off with. Uh, so uh, for first-time entrepreneurs who haven't uh, maybe built a business before, uh, I think it's just very important to be realistic about your product and, and actually count on it taking longer to to take hold and to, to catch traction than you might think. Um, and thus, it's going to be a little costlier to, to help build it. And then third, I think, um, just from our perspective, it's easier to do it with um, with others. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine trying to face some of our challenges um, as, uh, you know, on my own. And uh, I think that having two great partners, uh, one's my my uh, spouse and, and the other is our, our professional spouse, we call him. Uh, I think having three people uh, is just a, a, it's not only a, a great idea to have extra people to bounce ideas off of, but it's also great to have other people to cover, um, you know, important areas of the business that might free up your time to focus on um, getting better at what you do. And so for us, um, having more than one person is, is ideal. So those are really the three things that I, I think are our takeaways from starting this business thus far. Well, thank you so very much. Those are great takeaways. And um, and so uh, I know the listeners may want to contact you. They may want to know more about Harimari. Uh, so how can they do that? Uh, do they go to your website or, or you know, so tell, tell listeners how to get in touch with you. Sure, absolutely. Uh, we love the the internet. <laughs> we have a great website. It's called uh, harimari.com, uh, H-A-R-I-M, uh, as in Mary, A-R-I.com. Uh, but we're also big believers in social media. And right now, I'd say we're a pretty visual company, so we do quite well on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at harimarishoes. Um, so those are the two avenues I would, I would give people to contact us. And also, too, if... Uh, if people were, were wanting to find a retailer close to them that carries our product, I would suggest that they go to our website, harimari.com, and go to the footer where you can find a retailer close to you. 
Well, uh, and that's as soon as we get off, I'm going to do that because I am really excited about seeing your products and uh, also meeting you um, later on because we both live in Dallas. So I want to thank you so much again uh, for being guests. I know it's been a very busy and hectic uh, couple of weeks. And now, listeners, um, here's next week's program. Um, And the title is and the topic is You hired them, now you squander them. There's a better way to manage your talent. Did you know approximately 30% of the North American workforce is either contingent, contractual, or temporary? And this labor trend will increase to, get this, 50% by 2016. My guest, Yasmin Battison of Drake International, will take us through the risks, the benefits, the challenges, and the potential solutions to help companies grow and manage their critical talent base. Listen in on Wednesday, September 3rd, on the Business Channel, 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern. Now, here is a Smart Moves question to consider. Do you have the right talent to grow your business? Have you identified your future leaders? Do you have a plan for them? Or are you leaving it up to chance? Remember, a business needs a high proportion of exceptional performers and a pipeline of talent as new opportunities emerge and as it moves to that next level of profitability. Do you want to know how to attract, engage, and retain your top talent? Let me show you how. Contact me at 972-380-9181 or email at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, Let me help you make it happen. Let me show you how. Let me show you how to get on the right track, stay on the right track, and not get sidetracked. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves executive and business coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Remember, innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.